How about the compliment challenge? What is this? God, why are you so negative I'm, about my challenge? I'm failing at it already. Yeah, you are. You're really good at coming up with ideas. That's the passive aggressive challenge. It was not. You're winning. That was genuine. No, it wasn't. I think you need to live this one. <laughs> Just like some people need to do the turning one, you need to live this compliment challenge. Okay. Mike and this is Steve and we don't know what we're doing each week we pick a topic uh, about something random and then we either do research to figure it out or we actually will go try it out uh, and this week we're going to end up talking about internet challenges because because yeah, we're going to do one right now oh god are we no it's too late oh good <laughs> <laughs> well before we get into this topic uh let's point out though that we have a new poster for the show this oh, week oh yeah you had this crazy idea of Dragging me to do these crazy photo shoots. Yeah. Well, actually, I had this idea um, months ago, a little while after we started the podcast, because we kind of started on a random weekend and didn't have time to make a whole lot of kind of media for it to promote the show and make it fun. Because we didn't know what we were doing, and yeah. we still don't. Yeah. So, I mean, I spent two seconds on a logo. and um, Which people like. They do, which is cool. And then I spent, you know, an hour or so tweaking just the basic you know, out-of-the-box WordPress template to get things up and going. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that we're having fun doing this, I thought, let's invest some more time in it. And so a few months ago, I had drawn a few thumbnails down of sketches of kind of what I env envisioned our show poster kind of looking like. You well, mean like 20 things? Well, yeah, that's how you do as a designer. You write down a bunch of ideas. Yeah. So I had this one that was an idea of, uh, I thought it would be really funny if we were like kind of pressed up against glass. So it almost looked like we were trapped in the picture or trapped in your phone when you're listening to the uh, podcast. We are. Yeah. Right uh, now. I'm actually inside your phone. Please, right let, now. please let us out by leaving a really good uh, rating or recommendation or that would be such review. a crappy life. If you were like a genie and you only got to be set free, if somebody left you like a five star review, <laughs> Because like after you've granted wishes, then they're you know they're off having fun. They're not going to leave you a review. Oh, that's true. So, anyways, we um, <laughs> Jesus, we went on a tangent there. So, anyways, we shot a we did a little photo shoot in our uh, office today, uh, which is pretty involved actually, like backdrops outside in the yard and all kinds of stuff. So. Our neighbors were looking at us weird, probably thinking we were filming not great things. Whatever, we don't even know who our neighbors are. That's true. So anyways, uh, it was fun. We had fun making that. We hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know uh, what you think about it. We posted it on uh, Facebook and Instagram this evening. So let us know what you think. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we get into something else that uh, we don't know about, <laughs> aside <laughs> from how to make pictures for our own show? Yeah. What don't we know about, Steve? Internet challenges. So, I mean, these have become really big over the past, you know, handful of years, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear about them from a friend first or on Facebook, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Twitter, uh, what else? Instagram. Yeah, the news. The news. You know, when your yeah. parents start talking to you about it or, or, or your company starts to participate in it, you know it's probably toward the end of the challenge. Yeah. Uh, hype, but yeah. Or so, the companies themselves are like, hey, don't eat this. Yeah, yeah. 
which is kind of what got us on this subject because uh, that's right in the news and er, on the internet is uh, a lot of information or videos or things about the Tide Pods and how right. people are eating them as a challenge. Right, which is so funny because this is the second time that Tide Pods have made headlines because when they first came out years ago, there was a problem where, uh, you know, people were leaving the buckets of them on the ground and mm-hmm. babies would get in there and eat them. And that's, of course, you know, they're, they're poisonous. Mm-hmm. So, but now... Kids are eating them. People decided it's a challenge, and they wanted to harm themselves yeah. by eating it. So um, why don't we jump into these? So did you look up stuff on this one? I did. Okay, so what, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this one? Like, how did this become a thing? So I was looking to see what if there was a like point in time that it said it was like, oh, this is where it started. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really a clear like uh, point. Okay. Um, just that in... Let's see, 2015. Okay. The Onion published uh, the Onion satire publication. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, commentary called "So Help Me God, I'm Going to Eat One of Those Multicolored Detergent Pods," mm-hmm. and it was from the uh, perspective from a kid. So a kid wrote it. Okay. Quote. Uh huh. Kid. Yep. And uh, it was a fun, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yeah. Funny little article about like, hey, I'm going to eat that pot, that okay. Tide Pod when you're or that um detergent pod when you're not looking. Right. So. Just be aware. Yep. And uh, another one was in uh, uh, last year. Okay. In March, uh, College Humor had a video, and it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a don't don't eat those those um, pods. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it was a very funny skit about this guy that's kind of uh, trying to keep himself from eating a pod. Okay. And then you just have to watch it to see what happens. I'm sure I'll jump right on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't really clear uh, what started this craze. You know, somebody got online, said, hey, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then other people started following suit. Right. But they're really bad for you. So first of all, don't eat the pods. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah do yeah. not eat a Tide Pod. Yeah. Don't and, be stupid. And I don't know if like parents are listening or whatever, but uh, it's also uh, named uh, the Forbidden Snack. Okay. Reference. So, reference. Sorry, it's reference is a forbidden snack. Oh, so like if you have kids in the house, or, teenagers talking about, I'm going to eat a forbidden snack. Yeah. Then, oh, you're going to have a pot, uh, Tide Pod, mm-hmm. and don't do that. Uh, or gushers. They call them gushers. Yeah. Like hashtag oh, gushers. Hashtag forbidden snack. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was. Side note: Did you ever eat gushers growing up? <sighs> Stupid fruit snacks with the like juice inside. I think I did. They were so sweet and like oh, I thought they, they were had nasty. A, they had a fun commercial and I really wanted them, but I don't know if I ever got those. I think mm. I got them from like my cousin. Mm. You know what? That side note also a double <laughs> side note, side note of a side note that gives me a great idea. Let's do an episode about like all the junk food that we ate growing up. Okay, that'd be fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, and then what kids are doing now? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, anyway, back to back to, uh, back to me. Back to eating laundry detergent. Back to me. Oh, back to you, of course. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's become this big thing. News has covered it. Uh, And Tide has even tweeted out that it was a bad idea, of course. Duh. Uh, But they used Rob Gronkowski to explain why in a video. Who's a football player. Okay. We're cool. I knew that. I think. Okay. Pretty sure. Uh, (laughs) um, But some people have died from eating it. Yeah. They are poison. Yeah. And a lot of kids, of course, have gotten sick Mm -hmm. or haven't be taken to the hospital or yeah. whatnot. Uh, YouTube has taken down the videos or 
they're taking down videos that uh, as they go up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That show the challenge, the Tide mm. Pod challenge, mm. and uh, interesting thing. Or not interesting, but a formative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the National Poison Hotline is 1-800-222-1222. Or you can text POISON, P-O-I-S-O-N, to 797979. If, so if you're having a Tide Pod right you now. Are, yeah, don't do it. I mean, I mean. Put it down. Keep the urge yeah. at bay. Yeah. <laughs> Go eat some. Go eat a real gusher. Yeah. Do they still sell those? I don't know. I don't either. You know what? This kind of freaks me out about the Tide Pod challenge. Aside from eating something and dying because you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> like what's in it that we're put that we're washing our clothes with? You know, uh, detergent. Because to be honest, I feel like laundry detergent in general just doesn't work that well. Yeah. You know, I mean, they all have these commercials for stain fighters and stuff, and I feel like it doesn't do anything. And just makes it like smell a certain way. Yeah, make some exactly. Suds and make it well, and then like Tide in particular, I think you and I are both allergic to it. We found out because eh, we because I used to use Tide pods and it made us break out. So, anyways, overshare. But it just kind of freaks me out. Like if it's poison and killing people, and but yet we're putting all that crap on our clothes. Yeah, maybe it's better outside than in. I guess so. Although okay. I have to say, then you bought that all natural sprouts orange laundry detergent one time and oh man that stuff i was super allergic to that whatever that was yeah because you were sneezing i guess so i didn't try to eat it though maybe that was the key maybe maybe you should have tried yeah i'll go get some more all right let's move on what what were some of these other internet challenges so other ones that i found um (laughs) did you ever hear about the chubby bunny challenge uh no (laughs) that sounds terrible what is it um <laughs> the chubby bunny challenge was a challenge to shove as many marshmallows in your mouth at once as possible. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. I call I thought we just called that like Steve from ages seven through like fourteen. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I guess that was a thing, and right. uh, it's a bad thing because you can choke. And well, I die. mean, putting the it's most choking hazard, putting the most of anything in your mouth. Yeah, but especially the big, you know, the big marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah. yeah, all right. So that was one. That's a big internet challenge that I should go look up. People shoving marshmallows in their mouth. Okay, it was an old one. All right. Yeah. Next. Another one was the condom challenge. Oh yeah, I, I remember this one. I don't. So what really? do you remember about it? This was like if you could you stretch a condom over your head without breaking it. Oh, that's yeah. the one you you know about. Well, it's the one I'd seen a couple of videos of. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I so I found two things for this. Okay. The first one was uh. <laughs> To put a condom in your nose and then get it to come out your mouth and then pull it through. Uh, nasty. Yeah. No, just no. <laughs> I don't need to know anymore. Next. Side note on that one. No. So when we were in the army, uh, oh God. This you know how we have well. dog tags, right? Yeah. So we kind of did that too, but with the dog tags. So what uh, you do is put oh, the, with the, the, the chain. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the chain and you put it in, in your nose and you yeah. try to pull it out your mouth hey mike yeah you're fucking disgusting <laughs> next moving on all right um but uh the second thing on the condom challenge oh, i found yes uh it was that people would fill it with water uh-huh. and then somebody would go above another person mm-hmm. and drop it and then the goal was to get the the condom with the water to cover the other person's head and not pop so basically, like be suffocating them, but with water around them. 
And I looked at videos and it works. It was weird. Wait, like so the condom just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding? It keeps expanding, expanding, expanding. And then somebody drops that water, like basically like a water balloon. Yeah. They drop it on top of another person's head. But because the condom is designed not to rip, it just I, stretches around your head. I guess. That's yeah. weird. So yeah, it would just like stretch around somebody's head and come like to their chest and then... No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, it would, yeah, you would just see like water and and the person underneath it. That's weird. It was super weird. Okay. Uh, And apparently that one was started uh, from some guys in Japan. They did Hmm. a video. Okay. And I think they did it with a water balloon. But, you know, of course, we're... I feel like it's a very different dynamic. (laughs) It looks similar, but... Yeah, but I mean like rubber dynamics. I feel like that's very different. Rubber dynamics. Whatever. Is that going to be your new company? Shut up. Next. <laughs> I'm bored with this one. Next. Aw. Uh, the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. What the hell are these things you're making up? I found all these. These okay. were things that people is... did. And so wait, let me try and guess it. what this is. Okay. Kylie Kylie Jenner lip challenge. Yeah. Is this you watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians on mute and you try to lip read her? Oh, that would be really funny. Oh, is that not what it is? That's what not is what it? it is. Oh, that that's a good idea. I mean, it would all just be like. Oh my god, let's like go to Starbucks and like buy rich expensive things and do things that no one cares about. Get a sprinkles and get like the most sprinkly sprinkled cupcake ever. Cool, look, we just won the challenge. All right, so what was this? <laughs> um, this challenge was uh so I guess Kylie Jenner has big lips or luscious lips. All right. Yeah. And um <laughs> Which one's she? I don't know. I think she's the youngest. All right. Maybe. Okay. I don't I don't Listener, know listeners will be able to help us out with this. Okay. Um, but she, so people were trying to get lips like Kylie Jenner. Okay. So there was the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. So people would get a, a glass or a shot glass mm-hmm. and put it like over their lips. And then just suck all the air out of it. Suck all the air out and keep it on there. And then they would let it go. I think we should on. do this challenge right now. No. Why not? Because. Because what? Because it can't be that dangerous. Because the glass could break. Oh, uh, that could be dangerous. You could get pain, swelling, or potential scarring, Steve. Yeah, emotional embarrassment scarring. Or disfigurement. All but right, that's fine. from repeated attempts. So I guess if we do it one time, it wouldn't be too terrible. All right. I'll let you do it. Nope. All right. <laughs> next. What's the next challenge? But let's talk about that one. Uh, what about it? Well, like... Uh, a lot of people were doing it, so guys and girls, but also young girls. Okay. So, like, I think there was a preschooler that had a video of... of uh, A preschooler? Yeah. What's wrong with these parents? I don't know. A preschooler can't make a video on her own, so... Hmm, that's true. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Kids nowadays, they know how to turn the iPads on, to swipe true. it open. That's true. And look at different videos and such. True. Let's see. The one that you wanted me to do, the cinnamon challenge. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve wanted me to do the cinnamon challenge right before we started the podcast. Well, especially because you didn't know what it was. I didn't. I mean, I kind of figured. Yeah. Didn't that, Um, I guess she's a YouTube person, Glozell? I don't she know what do that this? is. I don't know who She's the really pretty um, African-American girl, and she has big fluffy hair. Don't know. She's like super over dramatic. Don't know. Oh. Well, we'll have to look it up. But I think she right. did it, and she did it, and went like crazy. Okay. It's like, ah. well, yeah, because you put a little bit more than, or more than a little bit of cinnamon in a pile, and it's like fire. Mm. Well, yeah, it's uh so this challenge was to ingest a teaspoon of ground cinnamon in less than a minute. Yeah. 
Remember that time that uh, we challenged you to uh, eat that MRE cracker? Yeah. <laughs> so we, Have you seen the videos of the cinnamon? It looks a lot like that. Really? Yeah. Although you weren't like crying in pain. No, I just couldn't chew and swallow it because it was so dry. So, and then so, I would laugh and like you'd see the dust shoot out. So let's talk about this. All right. What about it? Well, so... So Mike had this old MRE <laughs> from when he was in the army. This is... God, this is going back like six years probably at this point. Well, we'll let the audience know what the MRE is. Okay. Well, it's a meal ready to eat. Ooh. Uh, it's like the little... Crappy meals in the army or whatever. That's like the pre-made meals that you can eat whenever, when you're out in the field or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had... Vegetable cracker. Yeah, you had a handful of these things left over. And mm-hmm. then there was this vegetable cracker. And I remember you saying, like, you guys used to like them, but that they were really dry. Yeah. Well, I think we had a challenge there to... I forgot if it was to eat it within a minute Is or that two minutes. Yeah. Okay. And I looked at the cracker and I was like, I could do that in a minute because it's just a cracker. And I laughed and I was like, okay, Steve. Yeah. And, and he was then super like confident you, yeah, about it. I was. Well, because it's a cracker, and I like to eat crackers. Whatever. And then... Uh, bread. But it... Uh, oh, I love bread. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I did not make it in under a minute. Uh, and we have it on video. I think it's up on YouTube It's somewhere. on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. We can post a link in the show notes this week. <laughs> yeah. He but I never s- did the cinnamon challenge, though. No, I didn't. And either. I would not do the cinnamon challenge. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else do we have? The... Salt and ice challenge. Salt and ice challenge. Yeah. That's interesting. You ever heard about that one? No. So pe- I'm guessing it gets really cold. Yeah. So kids or people would yeah. uh, put salt on their body and then put ice on it and it would stick, I guess. Wait, what? I don't know. I'm not going to try it. Uh, but Okay. Yeah. People like would- you use a salt shaker and put it on your arm and then you put ice on it or whatever yeah and then it would just stick to your to arm but then it could cause like frostbite or like burns and stuff interesting it sounds like when i eat those olaf popsicles at disneyland (laughs) and they're like sub-zero and then my tongue gets stuck oh that's so nice your lips get stuck to that and it hurts so so good and i keep doing it over and over it looks so gross you should call that the olaf challenge we should (gasps) look we just started something the olaf challenge see it on youtube next week it'll be because of us (laughs) What do you? What's the challenge? Just to you do have it? to you have to get the Olaf popsicle and keep it in your mouth for thirty seconds without burning your or without taking it out because it burns your tongue. Because <laughs> then when you pull it out, it's like that part in Christmas Story where his tongue stuck to the pole, yeah. except it's stuck to a popsicle. Yeah. It yeah. looks super painful when you do it. I oh. know, but I like it. <laughs> All right, it's next challenge. You're weird. You're weird. Duh. Uh, the fire challenge. Okay. I mean, I guess that this is probably not going to go over well. Let me guess. Fire. Does this involve a lighter and your butt? No, surprisingly. But okay. I guess, I mean, it could, but right. that wasn't um, the specifics of it. Okay. It was just so what is this one? Putting flammable liquid on your body somewhere and then lighting it on Uh-oh. fire. Okay. Uh, but some people were doing it to each other, and some people were doing it without clothes. What's and- wrong with people? People are people drink too much natty ice. That's how the videos get made. <laughs> I'm telling you. I had roommates in college. This is how these videos get made. Natty ice. Yeah. Is that what y'all did? They would drink a bunch of natty ice. And then they'd go over to the next town over, get a bunch of natty ice, and bring it back. And then we they would all drink in the dorms. And then you would skateboard. They would skateboard through the dorms. Yes. Yeah. Didn't you do that too? I didn't skateboard. Oh, I thought you did. No, I recorded it. Oh. Yeah. 
right. Well, I never did the fire challenge. Did you do fire challenge? Um, I want to say yes. You did? Well, not. I mean, not as a challenge, but I've done it before, where you put like some alcohol in your hand in the and army, like, light it. Mm, this sounds like something you no might do before the army. then. I think no. it was before then. All right. But yeah, you just put a little alcohol. And I did I, have somebody put a lighter out on my arm before. Ouch! A yeah. lighter out. Yeah, she had lit the lighter and uh-huh. then she put it on my arm and it burned the little thing into it, scarred it into my arm. Oh, wow. I, I have a that. tattoo over it now, so you can't see it anymore. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, next challenge. <laughs> um, so the next one, it's a not so terrible challenge. These are boring. What are these things? I'm sorry. This okay. is the mannequin challenge. I mean, I guess it is super Wait, boring. Wait, what is it called? The mannequin challenge. But what did you call it? The not so boring challenge, yeah, not so terrible, not challenge. so terrible challenge. Yeah, because the other ones are kind of terrible. I wouldn't recommend to do them okay. because they could cause bodily harm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So not so terrible is the mannequin challenge. Yeah, I remember this one. I almost forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, you just freeze in a like weird or cool, crazy pose. Right. And somebody goes through and videos right through it. Right. Right. Is that right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're a mannequin. Yeah. Like time has stopped. Yes. And things got more and more elaborate as that one went along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it got big with uh, Beyonce yeah. doing one. Yeah. Britney did one, I think. Yeah. Hillary Clinton did one. And the Hillary Clinton one. campaign did it, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was, uh, it got kind of popular because it w- there wasn't really a, like a technical difficulty to make it. Right. Anybody can do it. You just yeah. freeze and yep. somebody has a phone and they just record it. Totally. Um, what else? Um, oh, it was, I found out who it was started by. Mm. It was uh, apparently a 16 year old named Jasmine Cavins. Okay. From Jacksonville, Florida. Huh. Okay. She, her and some uh, friends went to the front of the class and they went and stopped and they froze in a crazy pose mm-hmm. and somebody videoed it and then they put it out there and then that went viral and then other people started doing it How too. funny. And then, um, I'm going to butcher this name. Ray Smirk. Shrimmered. Okay. Uh, he had the Black Beetle song. Okay. Uh, and the, a lot of people use that as the uh, like background music for for the mannequin, the mannequin challenge. Oh, yeah, cool. Which is funny because I, I was like, why do I keep hearing this damn song everywhere? Uh. And I was like, oh, these are people's mannequin videos. Ah, uh, funny. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that yeah, was. Uh, I remember that one. I don't think I ever did mannequin challenge. No, I think some people at work did it. Yeah. But I never did that. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about like doing those kind of things? The challenges? Yeah. If they're not, I mean, not the terrible. If they're ones, not risky, but... then whatever, they're fine. Hmm. It can be fun if you're hanging out with friends or whatever. So speaking of like everybody doing it, ALS challenge. Oh God, yeah, the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. So uh, it was for amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Right. ALS. Yeah. yeah I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was about dro- drop dumping a bucket of ice over yourself, right. or a bucket of ice and water over mm-hmm. yourself, or someone's head, and nominate someone else to do it, right? In the name of, uh, like, to get the word out about right. ALS and to raise money for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the origin of that, mm-hmm. because other people have been doing that for a long time, but the way that it got connected to ALS and then became super viral was um, a man named Anthony Sinertia Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his family was nominated by like the brother-in-law or something. Okay. The brother. 
Yeah, so his wife's brother nominated them. Okay. And since he was like uh, super competitive, he did it, and he he was the first instance of uh, naming LA, uh, ALS in the challenge. Hmm. And he has a he had ALS. Oh, interesting. And then that kind of blew up, and then you know it became all like known, like they went hand in hand. If you were doing the ice bucket challenge, it was for ALS. Hmm. Interesting. And um, he unfortunately passed away at the age of forty six last year. Oh, that's too bad. Um, after a fourteen year battle with ALS. Damn. But he played an integral role in getting the ALS challenge. Yeah, and that's pretty out. cool. And um, they raised uh, $115 million during two months in 2014. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. I remember it was everywhere. Like, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I remember reading about, like, uh, the origin of it. So when they were talking about it, and I guess it was only, like, maybe a week or a couple days it, it had passed when mm-hmm. that article was written. And I was like, oh, yeah, they raised, like, $14 million mm-hmm. or something. And then, like, four months later, it's $115 million. Right. That's pretty dramatic and crazy and great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember my the company I was working for at the time. They did like a whole um, sponsored one where the different our different offices at the different cities around the world were challenging each other. Oh yeah, and all the employees involved they would shoot a video of like all the employees doing it at one time. Ha, yeah, that's funny. I remember there was a bunch of controversy about that one in California too because we were in such a bad drought. And oh people yeah, were doing water just wasting the water everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's you, cool though that they, that they raised so much money. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know, I'm sure they raised a lot more. But at, for this, uh, what I read, yeah, it was the the 115 million. Yeah, cool for, for four months. I mean, that's pretty. That's awesome. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. So, were there others? Other challenges? There were some other ones, but I don't want to mention them. All right, <laughs> nothing, nothing not, really important. Not, not as good. Nah, not okay. as good. Cool. So, what about us? Do what we have any us? ideas of challenges? What do you mean? Like, what if we made a challenge? What would it be? Uh, that's what I'm asking. Like, w- would you have an idea for a challenge? Oh, yeah. I challenge anybody to go listen to that damn two-hour episode we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would it be? <laughs> Clearly, you have an idea because you're prompting few, me. I have a few ideas. Okay, well, you asked me. But anyways, um, how about a lights out challenge? What does that mean? Um, I don't know. I, I didn't figure that out, but it'd have to be something with lights out. And maybe, <laughs> maybe it could be awareness for um, like Puerto Rico. Okay, you know, some of the places still there still don't have lights. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant lights out like the movie. No, <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't see that one. Is that the clapping one? Uh, like, no, like... that's the one that was like that internet short where the girl was in her bedroom and she turned the light off and she saw the the like silhouette of something down the hall and oh. she turned the lights on. There's nothing there and then she turns it off and it's closer. Ooh, they made like, a movie out of that. Oh no, I didn't see that. It was you saw great. that without me. It was not great. Thanks. Don't don't get all hurt about it. Okay. It was not great. But yeah, lights out. Maybe don't turn the lights on for like a day. That's kind of something. interesting. Yeah, just, I mean, there's precedents for move, movements like that where they've had like the uh, the um, the day without kind of things that they do where mm-hmm. it's like a national awareness national awareness day or whatever. Yeah. So that was That's one of my idea. ideas. Okay. Do you have an idea? No. No, you have none. No. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. I don't. You put me on the spot all the time. And I you, sound stupid. You just had like an hour and a half to come up with that. So whatever. Yeah. I came up with it in five minutes. All right. Uh, the no phone zone challenge. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a like a challenge where like you're eating dinner yeah. or whatever. And you're like, oh, there's no phone zone challenge. And I think 
actually, wasn't there something that we we went to dinner one time in L.A. with some friends, and everybody put their phones in mm-hmm. the center, and yeah. whoever grabbed the phone to, to uh, whoever like, grabbed it, it first had to like pay for dinner. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The no phone zone challenge. Yeah. Um, how about the turning signal challenge? What does that mean? That you always put your turning signal on whenever you're gonna turn. <laughs> I mean, that's just a thing that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do it, but some people need to do this challenge. <laughs> so basically, so basically, you challenge people to do what you're supposed to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, I already do that challenge every day, so I'm winning. How about the compliment challenge? What is this? God, why are you so negative I'm about my f- challenge? I'm failing at it already. Yeah, you are. You're really good at coming up with ideas. That's the passive aggressive challenge. It was not. You're winning. That was genuine. No, it wasn't. My ass. Um, Your ass. The compliment. Shut up. The compliment challenge. (laughs) I think you need to live this one. (laughs) Just like some people need to do the turning one, you need to live this compliment challenge. Okay. Um, You know, maybe it's a day of just being complimentary. Mm, That's interesting, actually. Yeah. Or, you know, not be negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that runs into the next one. Not being negative. <laughs> I call it the positive Paulette challenge. Positive Paulette. Why Paulette? I don't know. I wanted another Just because you wanted the, uh, the uh, alliteration. alliteration. Yep. Funny. Positive Paulette. Okay. And just have a day where, or, you know, I don't know. Positive Paulette by Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> no? Are you trying to get us sponsors? I don't know. All right. I like it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Have a day, a week. I, I like know, it. A, a time period. Uh. Time based. Uh. Time. Time box. Time box. Time box. Yeah. Time boxed. Um. For you to be positive. Like, hey, I'm gonna be positive today. Do my best to be positive mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Instead of like dwelling on the negative or you know being a negative Nancy. That's interesting. Yeah. It's kind of more like a uh, resolution, if no, you will. resolutions are dumb. Okay. But if you call it a challenge, even though it's the same thing, it's cool? Yes. Got it. Then it can go viral. How many resolutions you heard go viral? Um, I mean, when fat people get thin, that goes viral. Like? Jared from Subway. But look where he's at now. Well, that went viral for a different <laughs> reason. <laughs> Oh my um, god. And the last thing I wrote down was a like a three goals challenge. Okay. Like I'm going to challenge you to make three goals and try to get them. Or I'm going to do three goals and I'm going to work to get them done and be achievable. I'm going to challenge you to pick what we're going to podcast about next week. I already before did. Before the day that we podcast. Before 2 hours before we're yes. going to do it. All yes. right. I already yeah. picked it. I, I like these it. ideas, though. It's kind of kind of interesting because I can see how these would be, you know, like inspirational, and people might pick up on them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Maybe we can do one of those. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So of this time period that I've been mentioning these, no, I do not have any more. I've been listening. I have been actively listening to you. Oh, so you're doing the listen challenge because you're so good at giving compliments, Michael. Your you're really is, good at ideas. Your head is. So incredibly shiny today. I can see my myself in it. It's because it's full of secrets. Your head? <laughs> it's full of hot air. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for the ideas. Those are fun. Yeah. I challenge you to give me an idea right now. Uh, 
Um, uh, I don't know. Blank. Yeah. All right. By the end of the podcast, how about how about you throw out one? Okay. All how right. about a drawing one? Like, oh my god! Don't, I don't you know. do those? Don't you do the like uh, October like draw or something? Yeah, and I fail at it every year because I do it for a day instead of thirty. Oh, yeah. Thanks for pointing it out, bro. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, so I think what what did you look up? So I started looking up. Um, I found some information on just sort of how things become popular, and it's not necessarily these specific challenge videos, although I do I do have a little bit of info on that, but more just sort of in general, like how things become popular, like what's the thought around it? So um, I was looking up about how some of these things become popular, and um, a few years ago during the Mannequin Challenge, the New York Post had actually interviewed um, this guy, Kevin Aloka, who's YouTube's head of culture and trends. And uh, he was talking about uh, how, you know, they see spikes of these challenge videos. And he was saying that the ones that are the ones that really take off are the ones that are really easy to kind of adapt, kind of like what you were talking like about. The mannequin challenge. Yeah, because you only need a phone. Mm-hmm. But also specifically things that let you be creative and put your own spin on things. And so that's why you hmm. see things like mannequin challenge, but also things like the ice oh, the Harle- challenge. The Harlem Shake. Harlem I forgot Shake. to mention that. Yeah, all these kinds of things they you know, they're easy to reproduce, but everybody can put their own spin on them. So that's the ones that take off a lot. Um, and there's also like the sense of like one upmanship, you know, mm. Oh, they did that. I think we can do it better. Yes. You know, there's a competition aspect to it. Uh, obviously if it's called challenge. Um, but so then I started looking into just so like, why do things go viral? Why do things get popular? And so there's a lot of writing on this, um, from really, you know, famous authors that people are interested in reading too. Um, so Malcolm Gladwell, of course, he's this uh, really famous writer. He's written several books on um, just sort of like the psychology of why we are the way we are. Um, but his first book called Tipping Point um, back from 2000 really talked about kind of this very idea of like why do things get popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and his whole his whole per, uh, perspective on this is that it's sort of driven by a few key players um, and they're what he calls connectors, mavens and salesmen. So there's connectors who are like the people that really uh, know a lot of other people and they can connect you. So if you apply this to the, the model of um, like challenges online, you would think, you know, vloggers, celebrities, you know, things are going viral when there's a lot of eyeballs on it, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Then there's mavens, and these are people who connect others with new information. So you might think about your friend who's saying, like, hey, have you seen this new video about da-da-da, or mm-hmm. have you seen those challenges going around? So my friend would be a maven. In that scenario, yeah, they could be. Exactly, okay. yeah. And then the the third group is the salesmen, quote-unquote, which are people who are um, really good at influencing or persuading others. Um, so that might be somebody who's like, hey, we should do this too because it's cool and I see it and we can do better. Mm. So they will get other people to do that with them. Gotcha. So that was sort of uh, Gladwell's kind of thought around this, um, the, the way that he kind of thinks about how things get popular. It's like these three groups of people are really the key to making stuff popular. Um, but he also talks about how things have to have what's called like a stickiness factor. So the information has to be really memorable for it to stick to. Hmm. So that was his kind of, um, you know, world of thinking on this. Um, the one I like a little bit better, though, is by uh, this guy named Jonah Berger, 
who he was a professor at Wharton and he's written kind of multiple books on human behavior. Like um, Invisible Invisible Influence, influence which, which I, I just finished last week. Right and behind your head. Yeah. It's super fascinating. Um, but his first book was called Contagious and it was wildly popular. But um, that book, <laughs> that book in particular is specifically on this kind of stuff. Like why does stuff get popular? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so his model for this is what he calls steps, S-T-E-P-P-S. And it's sort of six principles for how things get popular. The first one is social currency, which is sort of the idea that um, in our current world, we all create and share things online. And it's almost like a currently we a currency. We interact with each other with these things. Ooh, okay. That's, that's kind of principle number one. Number two is triggers. So there's, there's something that prompts us to share something or something that catches our attention and wants to make us share a topic. So, you know, this could be, you know, some politician on TV says something you don't agree with that will prompt you. That's a trigger that you want to share that and get other people who to talk to about that share your opinion. Um, you get me triggered. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, okay, the third part, the third principle is ease of emotion. Um, and this is the idea that we share things that we care about or that are important to us personally. You know, so like this is, you know, we share videos of friends and family at Christmas or birthdays or whatever. That's important to us emotionally. Those are connections. Uh -huh. um, the fourth trait is public. So as we see more, more and more people doing things and posting about it in public, it gives us the sense that like it's okay for us to do that. Or maybe it's even expected. And so then we feel okay doing it too. Hmm. So that's where this whole kind of like social thing plays on. It's like we see other people doing these challenges. Now it becomes socially acceptable for us to do it too because we see more and more people doing it. Is that kind of like the um, flash mobs? Remember? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Huh. It's another thing that took off. Um, the fifth, fifth uh, principle is practical value. So we share things that we think others will find value in. So this is um, this is like the idea that we share things online that we think others will enjoy. Mm -hmm. So again, kind of like tying back to our videos, like or the videos that we're talking about. You know, we talk about that aspect of the ones that really take off are things that people can personalize. So you know, you're hitting on that social currency. You're hitting on triggers. You're hitting on there's an emotional connection because I am doing it. It's public. Other people see it. I think it's valuable because I think other people will enjoy seeing me get a bucket of ice dumped on my head or eating I think, a Tide Pod or I don't know about that that yeah that I, it's interesting with that one because it's yeah. like do you watch it because you are kind of like grossed out by it or you you find that offensive like why are people watching I think it? that one in particular I think you know there's probably a lot of different reasons it's are you trying to gross people out are you trying to be macho and show others how far you are mm -hmm. how far you're willing to go for things are you trying to show people, your peers, that you're cool and you can do this too? Mm -hmm. Or There's just a, lot of stuff. a cry for attention? Like, yeah, totally. Look at me. Yep. Hmm. Or you're just dumb. Uh, <laughs> and then the last principle in his um, model is stories. So um, personal stories often relay messages better than other forms of communication. So it can make messages personal. And I think that's where, it, like uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge, the example that you mentioned where... Um, the guy actually had the disease that he was, you know, trying to raise money for that it caught mm -hmm. on with. Like, that's a personal story and likely helped that viral video series get even more popular because of that. Hmm. 
So that's his sort of stick six principles uh, that he calls steps in his book Contagious, which I thought was really interesting. Super fascinating. Yeah. Are we going to use these to um, get the podcast more popular and viral? Probably not. All right. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Ooh. Um, but then I wanted to share one other thing with you that I thought was really interesting. Okay. Because um, the whole other key aspect of this, these like internet challenges is like the, um, there's like a competition aspect to it, you mm-hmm. know, about how well are you, how much can you do versus somebody else, right? Yeah. So Jonah Berger, again, um, he has his other book, Invisible Influence, which is the one I just read. I totally recommend it. I flew it through this book. It is fascinating. Uh, it's all about, like small factors around us that will influence um, the way that we behave, uh, like it or not, Hmm. um, good and bad. But I wanted to share this case study had with you in this book because it kind of relates to this. So I'm all ears. Okay. I I found this fascinating. Okay. So this is a few years, few years ago, um, in San Marcos, California, and there was a study performed by a bunch of the professors and grad students there. Okay. So San Marcos is near San Diego. It's a community that gets a lot of sunshine, but then it also gets really cold in the winter. So Hmm. they have these kind of, you know, sort of like here in San Jose, where it's got the extreme temperature difference, right? Okay. So the experiment was they were trying to influence consumers um, to use less energy because they saw patterns that in the summer it gets really hot, their ACs turn on, and Mm -hmm. then in winter it gets cold, of course, and their heaters turn on. So high consumption. So they were trying to do this social experiment to see if they could influence how um, consumers would consume energy. And so what they did was they had grad students go around to these different communities and they would leave door hangers on the doors of the houses. Mm-hmm. And they were testing different messages to see what if it would affect people's behavior. Ooh, fascinating. All right. So I'm going to read some of these to you and you tell me what, what you think. The first one was all about saving money. So it, it, there was a little bit more, but I cut, I cut out just the meat of it. So basically this one said, you could save up to $54 per month by using fans instead of air conditioning to keep cool. Okay. Okay. The next group of houses. I'm sold. Okay. The next group of houses got this. You can prevent the release of up to 262 pounds of greenhouse gases per month by using fans instead of air conditioning to keep cool. Hmm. Okay. So that one's all about like protecting the environment. But same message. Same overall message. Third one. You can reduce your monthly demand for electricity by 29% by using fans instead of air conditioning to keep cool. Okay. So this one's kind of about like you can be a good citizen. Like you're reducing the demand that you're putting on the power grid. Yes. Okay. So what they did was they did a control of this and like each neighborhood got one of the messages. And then what they did was they tracked usage, uh, consumption of power before and then after the messages. Mm. Which one of those do you think got the best result? The money. None. Really? Not one of those messages affected anything. Huh. Want to know what did? A fourth message. So they tested a fourth message, and this one said, 77% of your neighbors use fans instead of air conditioning to keep cool. (laughs) So this fourth neighborhood that got this different message, the houses in that neighborhood dramatically reduced their consumption of energy. Wow. The power of uh, competition. Yes. So the power, well, power of competition, but also a social 
uh, a personal social comparison. Mm. So, for example, they didn't say Bob and Susie next door use fans, so you should too. They just said 77% of your neighbors are using fans instead of air conditioning. So this is interesting because I, I think I was reading something about co- this kind of thing, mm-hmm. how it's pitting like one person against another mm-hmm. or like a group against another group to yep. get that, that one group to be successful yeah. or more successful because that idea of the yep. like, oh, I can do better than them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting about this now is like this totally works. And now there's a company called Opower that partners with utility companies to do exactly this. And actually our PG&E bill has this exactly on it. Does it? So we get our statements and it says uh, it'll show your consumption on a graph. Uh And it says, you know, average in America or average in California or whatever. And Uh then you versus that average and you versus other similar houses in your neighborhood. So this same idea you know, this idea of like a social comparison can really drive that behavior. And I think that's why some of these videos really, you know, catch on too. is like you see these things up there and it's like, well, if so-and-so can have a teaspoon of cinnamon in their mouths, I can do it too. And I can like, like a baller while I'm doing it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So really, really interesting, I think. So, yeah. Um, but they also have this idea of like triggers, um, which was one of his like six steps that he mentioned in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a trigger. So they consider a trigger is basically something that makes you think about something else or take an action towards something else. Um, so, for example, if I said the words peanut butter, a lot of people are going to immediately start thinking jelly. Hmm. Right. I thought bread. Or bread. Exactly. Yeah. So that's peanut butter is a trigger for something else. Right. So, for example, like Mars saw a spike in peanut butter sales when NASA sent Pathfinder to Mars in 1997. Ha, ha. So this all is leading me to another example, which is Rebecca Black. Oh. So. Miss Friday? Miss Friday. So she had this Friday video um, years ago, and she was not a singer, really. She had this video made, and it went viral. Yeah. It was like for her birthday, right? That's the story. paid for it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that uh, this it really is a great example of how these what they call triggers, these researchers call triggers that will feed you into a repeatable action. So, for example, this Rebecca Black video is now has over 116 million views on YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. But YouTube points out that there are regular spikes for the song on a Friday on a Friday. Ha <laughs> ha. Exactly. And she was in the. um uh, last Friday or Friday night uh, video with um, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, things weren't all that bad for her. No, although, clearly not. Although she did, I I actually read something not that long ago. It was an article about her and like kind of where she was. Mm. And it was about um, internet bullying because she got a lot a lot uh, of that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I just thought this was interesting. Uh, you know, these this whole idea of there's all these kind of factors that go into why things get popular, and um, and uh, I'm know, not gonna lie. What at work we do play a Friday songs sometimes. Do you? Yeah. See, well, we used to when we were all together. All yeah. friends were together. See. Um, and it also just kind of made me think about like how our culture kind of revolves around this stuff now too. Like we've we've had over the last five ten years, we've had a lot of shows that are all about viral videos online like we had oh yeah we had best week ever years ago remember that (laughs) i love best week Ever. me too then there was like attack of the show and tosh.0 and all Mm -hmm. these shows about just 
videos online. There was that one on MTV. Uh, there's tons of them now. Even now, there's tons of these videos all or shows all about just recycling videos from online. Um, so yeah, it just kind of made me think about you know this the psychology behind it. Um, now these shows are kind of totally playing into that because mm-hmm. they know that this content will work in that same way and get eyeballs on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't have to pay for. I mean, yeah. it's cheap for them to get. Yep. Um, and then I just wanted to kind of end with uh, we have our own experience with something being popular online. Do we? Yeah. What, what's that? One of our videos on YouTube with oh yeah three three quarters of a million views now. Really? Yes. Which we, is our Skyrail Triple Trouble video. We need to r- actually. <laughs> I wanted to build it the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled it out uh, during Christmas time. Funny. We had, we bought years ago. We bought these uh, little marble run tracks. Yeah. They were on clearance at Target in Quercetti. Quercetti. Yeah. 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 And, you know, there's little tracks. You put marbles on it. And we bought three of them and made this crazy model of it at uh, our friend's house while we were house sitting. And then... Uh, yeah. And uh, we videoed it. Did we video it with your camera? Or did we use the... Uh, flip cam, I think. The flip cam. Oh, I just... Oh, rest yeah. in peace today. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. We made it and just... We just put it up there for storage. And it's got three quarters of a million views. And you put the... Uh, you put the uh, music from, from Pee Wee Herman, Herman yeah. and Danny Elfman. Yeah. Fortunately, we can't make money off that. No, but that's okay. My goal wasn't to make money. But we should do another one. Yeah. That'd be fun. It See would. if we can get it to go viral. Yeah. So before we end today, I just wanted to quickly talk about, um, you know, before there were these challenge videos on the internet, what were some of the challenges that you kind of remember growing up? Were there challenges that you had? Uh, in a sense, yeah. Okay. I remember when I was in a Little League, um, when I would hang out with all the guys, yeah. or the boys, yeah, um, they had this thing called Lucas. Okay, you know what Lucas is? No. So Lucas is this. It's I don't know, like a little tiny container. Okay. Um, maybe like three, four inches. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a cylinder with, uh, like a prescription bottle. Uh, a little smaller than that. Okay. And it had a. It was a yellow label. And it had a, like a duck or something on it. Okay. And it was like a Mexican uh, chili lime. Oh yeah, yeah, seasoning. yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I think one of the challenges was to try to eat the whole thing mm-hmm. in one like yep quick motion. Yep. In a you know setting. Yeah. And a lot of people, I never did it because I didn't really like that. Yeah. Uh, but some of the guys would always say that they got sick. They're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I did it," and then I started vomiting everywhere. I'm uh. like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Oh God. Yeah. Did you ever do Pop Rocks and Coke? I remember that was kind of a challenge in like elementary school. So kind of like an urban legend yeah. challenge. Um, I don't think I did. Yeah. I think I, I thought friend, about it. I had a friend that used to do it or well did it one time and I remember he put the whole pack of Pop Rocks in his mouth and then poured Coke in there and like he was like, oh my God. And they were like exploding out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um. The Lucas thing was the the big thing that I uh, that I remember. I mean, yeah. it's not a huge thing, but I remember that. That's fun. But I did find something interesting about this hmm. the Lucas just in general. Okay. So um, in 2004, the Orange County Register did an investigation and found that Lucas Limon, which is mm-hmm. like the just like yeah, um, like lime salt, yeah, which I used to like because you could like drink it with, uh, use right. it with uh, beer. Ah. Uh-huh. Or you just used to like to like eat it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the Lucas Limon, the Limon con Chile, mm-hmm. and other candies were lead contaminated. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Great. 
they um they had done the the report and they found that the state and federal regulators had known for a decade about the candy being lead laced and did little to warn the public or pull the products from stores. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, after this was brought to light, the California Attorney General's office negotiated a landmark settlement with the uh, major candy companies like Mars and Hershey. Hmm. And they agreed to get the lead out of their food products. Damn. Yeah. I had no I don't. I had no idea about Investigative this. discovery, Mike. Mm-hmm. And the uh, state also passed a law that made selling lead-laden candy a crime. And anyone selling it um, would be going to jail. And the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, reduced its allowable lead level in candy. There's an allowable lead level? There is. Great. Now you know. That's half the battle. Great. Um, the state warned consumers about the Lucas brand salt candies, but did not tell stores to recall them. The reason they didn't was because um, they were labeled as seasonings and thus legal. Because they weren't under that candy law. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, but, so get this. That was in 2004, right? Uh-huh. So in 2007, <laughs> the Orange County Register somehow found that um, some of this candy was in sale in California in stores. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and could be in stores, sorry. And they actually found them here in San Jose at a candy di- distributor slash importer. Great. Yeah. But uh yeah. The company said that they like the the companies that were like selling them, mm-hmm. they said that they were unaware of this and that they're probably old products and um if they found them then they would deal with those accordingly. Lovely. But, but yeah, I thought that was super fascinating about that. So I probably, you know, consumed a lot of lead growing up. That's great. Yeah. Thanks to a pre internet challenge. <laughs> No, I didn't do it as a challenge. I just liked the stupid salt. Oh. I didn't inhale the salt. Oh. Well. But yeah. So maybe some of the people that I knew, um, yeah, are Great. feeling effects of that. Great. Yeah. How about you? No, I didn't have any real challenges. There was a presidential fitness challenge. Do you remember that in school? Did I didn't you guys have to do, do that? that. No, we, I don't remember doing that. Oh, my God. We had to do that where it was like your P, during PE period, they would, or gym period, they would. There was like a presidential national fitness challenge and you had to do it in front of everybody as a class. And it was like you had to do there was like a national level set and you had to do so many setups, so many pull ups, so many push ups, run the mile and under a certain time. Clearly, I did not do well on any of those. So, so what did you have to do if you failed it? You were just made fun of like they were basically <laughs> like, you're fat. You need to be better. Like, that's it? That's all it was. It didn't affect your grade or anything. What? Yeah. Surprisingly, shocker, they don't do this anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember that. I, I remember we had to do like a mile or something, but yeah. I think everybody walked it and we didn't get in trouble or anything for it. Mm. But I don't remember any pull-ups or sit-ups or that. Mm. That was in the Army. We had a, a special like P, PT test. Mm. You had to do push-ups, sit-ups, and run a mile within a certain amount. I think it was for the presidential one. This is like junior high, mind you. <laughs> I think it was nine pull-ups and 40 push-ups. Oh, wow. Could you even do that now? I could mm, not. Pull-ups, probably not. I know for a fact. I can't even do one pull-up, probably. So, wow. Yeah. Surprisingly, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, didn't you do the... Um, 
the in and out challenge? No, I wasn't. Well, I mean, it was somebody it was, challenged me, but that wasn't like a thing. But it was a thing because you got challenged and you did it. I guess so. But well, it wasn't like a thing that people did. Let's talk about this. I ate a 12 by 12 at In-N-Out in high school because somebody dared me to. Holy crap. Yeah, it was disgusting. Which is why I didn't do well in the presidential fitness challenge. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, you know what I did do? What? I think it was as a challenge. I did snort um, 151 one time. I would not recommend doing that. That's dumb. It was in the army. You did a lot of dumb things in the army. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> well, this is actually a super interesting episode, I mm-hmm. thought. It kind of became interesting. Yeah. At first, I was worried this was only going to take us like five minutes to talk through, and here we are at the hour mark. So. I told you it was going to be... Wow, it's an hour. Yeah. I told you it was going to well, be longer than Lucas, five minutes. Your Lucas story was a 15-minute tangent. So. Turn, er, tangent. Tangent. Anyways, so basically, I guess the thing to keep in mind is uh, with these viral videos. um, Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid, number one. But also, why are you doing it? If it's for a good cause, great. Yeah. If it's not, why are you doing it? Mm. Sometimes it's okay to be silly, but be safe out there. Yeah. Don't do anything that's going to put yourself in harm. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Otherwise, um, if you do, just rewind about 45 minutes to when Mike was speaking out the phone numbers for poison control. Yes. And you can get texts. No, we don't need to go through I'm that. not going to do it again. Good. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Music for the show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff. And the vocal for our opening theme is by Chad Gonzalmo. Thanks, Chad. Thanks so much to everybody out there for listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing our show with everybody else. We've uh, gotten a pretty big kick out of this, and we're having a good time. Yes. So until next week, have a good one. See you later. Bye. Sharing is caring. Thank you.